I, I guess I'm just going to ask you this way. Are they done? Is this it? Is this the team? I hope not. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com and use code Locked On to get $20 off your order. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. With me as always is my producer, Steve Granado. Steve, happy Monday. Happy Monday, Stace. Uh, and thanks for clicking on the show, folks. We're glad to be with you here on another episode of Lockdown Yankees. Uh, on today's show, of course, because of the Stroman news last week, we were unable to do our Fan Mail Friday episode. We are now taking relative questions uh, for the Fan Mail Friday. There were some questions that don't make any sense anymore after the Stroman stuff. So we'll be <laughs> answering the questions that still make sense uh, for today's episode. That's coming up later on. We're going to be touching on a myriad of of topics we wanted to get into some rumors but we also stacy need to get into the central question today are the yankees done like is this it is this the team i don't know i'm gonna say that up front we're gonna get into it here today of course if you missed the big news over the weekend or right before the weekend hit marcus stroman latest signing by the yankees a two-year deal 37 million dollars a vesting option for 2026 if he throws 140 innings in 2025, that will trigger an option. Uh, Stacy, I, I guess I'm just going to ask you this way. Are they done? Is this it? Is this the team? I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. It looks like it, but I hope not. They still have stuff to do. They shouldn't be done. What What is it that makes you say that? Like, what? why, why? Do you lean in the way that this is not the team that you're comfortable with moving forward? I feel like they still need more pitching. Offensively, they, I think they're done, but I feel like they need more pitching. They need at least one bullpen arm and maybe another starter. Man, going to another starter. See, this is where it gets tricky for me. Mm -hmm. Going another starter route, you obviously want it to be an impact arm. Yes. Because every arm, you want to be an impact arm. That's not always <laughs> yeah. going to be the case, obviously. But... When you go to sign a player, especially if we're talking the signing route, now trade, that's a different scenario. Maybe we can get to that in a second. Mm -hmm. But on the signing front, going to someone and saying, I'm signing you to be our fifth starter. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> doesn't necessarily give you the best negotiation start, mm -hmm. right? Go right. as opposed to going to Marcus Stroman, like, you're going to be our three. And he goes, I'm cool with returning home to be the three. <laughs> Maybe the two if someone gets hurt. Right. Or if I'm pitching better, battling for that two spot. Cause you know, it's not, no one's going to take Cole's spot, period. No ifs, ands, or buts. No. But I think that's where things can get a little dicey. Cause like you can't go to Blake Snell and say, we want you to be our four. No. <laughs> no. He's not even answering the phone. No. You're on red, bro. Sorry. <laughs> so when it comes to, to sign or trade here, Stacey, I mean, we know what the trade market is like right now. I feel like the Yankees want to add more. Yeah. I feel like they would think... like to add more. I don't know if it's possible. Right. Right. Yeah. At least something that makes enough sense. Because, like, 
in a perfect world, you always go out and get the best pitchers and the best hitters every offseason. You always go out. Right now, you go out and sign Blake Snell, and you say, to hell with 2030. Like, we're doing this right now. I don't care. We have to win big time in 2024 if we want to keep Juan Soto around, right? Like, right. that. that's what kind of throws another wrench into the system, right, is 2024 is pretty darn important in the eyes of the Yankees front office. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it's important for them. It's important for the team because they have to perform well enough for Soto to want to stick around too. Like we were talking the other day, some of the guys who didn't perform well last year, Rodone, Cortez, you know, like some of those guys, they have added pressure. It's not just that we need to do better than we did in 2023. It's we need to do better to keep Juan Soto around and keep him to yeah, wanting to play for the Yankees and wanting to sign with them. I'll go one step further. I got to play well if I want to stay here. Yeah, that too. Because <laughs> at this point, like I said, it feels like it's a super important season for the Yankees. They want to win. No ifs, ands, or buts. It, it, everything we've seen, they are all in on this team for better or worse. Yeah. Right? They're They're in it now. There is no going back into the the gamble that they've put on this roster and this coaching staff and this this front office. You can't go back anymore. There's no pivot. There's no way out of it. There's I don't see a scenario where you get to the deadline and the Yankees said, "Ah, shucks. Well, we gave it our best. Let's trade <laughs> Soto now." Nope, yeah. that's not. That's they're in. They're in. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, again, the central question, are they done? I think they'd like to not be. Obviously, this is where the, all the discourse is coming from now, right? Like, ever since Stroman signed, it's kind of like we're seeing, like, Ken Rosenthal come out. And you're seeing Joel Sherman be like, they're still in. They're going to add. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. They have to do this. He's Stroman's not enough. And it's just the whole debate around it, right? That's why I wanted to get into it here today and say, like, how reasonable is that? Right. How possible is that? And what would you even get if you continue down that route? Again, yeah, add Blake Snell, of course. Duh, that would make your team better in 2024. Like, it doesn't take a genius to see that. Clearly, I see it. So, but it's just the realistic side of it, right? So we wanted to get into some of the rumors here today as well. So Blake Snell, we already know that the Yankees had offered him that contract. Um, Apparently, he wants at least $240 million. This is coming from... Uh, Bob Nightingale of USA Today, he wants at least $240 million in that contract. The Yankees' introductory offer was nearly $100 million less. So when we heard that, yeah, they were (laughs) off, right, then they were off. They were way off. Yeah. Um, Far apart, I believe, was the the phrasing that has been used. And it was obviously years, too, because it's not like they're offering 150 compared to 240 and only, you know what I mean? I think it was like five. annual. It's like roughly the same annual or whatever. Yeah. yeah, if it was five one fifty or whatever it ended up shaking out to be, mm-hmm. uh, then you know that's the rumor that it is. So Snell, I just I don't see Snell coming to New York. I, I just does not seem likely to me. Do you see anyone giving him that though? Even I mean, in maybe, this crazy pitching market, like who would do that? Maybe the Mets. Maybe <laughs> I feel like it could happen if we. I don't know. He's the last big name, and I yeah. think that he's setting the market for what's left. Mm. That's what it feels like considering the Dylan Cease 
the uh, the Corbin Burns, Shane Be- Bieber is apparently very unlikely to be traded now at this point. I feel right. like the chips are starting to fall. And, and, and like maybe to your point, maybe that means down comes Snell a little bit. And I feel like at a lower price tag, some teams appear to be more interested. Right. Because I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I know Cy Young, this and that, but there are the inconsistencies. Yep. And yep. it's the red flags that he does have. I'm looking at the walks, right? The walks are what scare everybody because as soon as the walks get to him, there's not much coming back from that. That's right. the scary part. Uh, the Dylan C stuff, Stacey, we talked about it last week, uh, but just as a reiteration, Dylan Cease with the Chicago White Sox, um, they want Spencer Jones is one of the first asks. The second ask is Chase Hampton, hmm. which for Dylan Cease is a lot. Given how 2023 went, I think stuff-wise and how he would fit in with the Yankees and where he would fit in with Matt Blake and Sam Breen, I think Dylan Cease would be really darn good to have on the club. I I think a bounce-back year is on the books for Dylan Cease, uh, just given the stuff that he has. But that is a a lot. Apparently, uh, the Orioles have also been talking with the White Sox. uh, And uh, Colton Hauser, Colton Kowser, Colton Kowser and Heston Kerstad were also uh, in those talks. So those are big-time prospects, too. Those are big-time prospects. So this is, uh, this, is, this is big boy. This is big boy. This is not, uh, oh, well, maybe you flip us your fourth-string catcher and we'll figure it out and maybe we could turn them into a, a reliable backup. Yeah, uh, this is this is these are the big names. These are the big names in, in prospect land. Because I saw on Twitter on Sunday a proposed trade for Dylan Cease that had Lelaine in there. That pitcher, a pitcher was he a yeah. pitcher? Yeah, and someone else. And I thought of you because <laughs> I was like, oh, I have to remember this for the show. And of course, I couldn't remember the full <laughs> trade, but I saw it and I thought of you when I saw that go. name. And I recognized both players, and I was like, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> Uh, the Josh Hader side of things, Stacey, um, apparently it's like radio silence right now. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really hear anything other than people saying, oh, maybe this team might go for them, but meaning like fans are talking about it, but you're not seeing any reports about it. Nothing like it's just really, it's almost like he's not a free agent. It's just, there's no talking about him at all. It's 2019 offseason at this point. It feels very slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a report, Stacey, uh, from Mark Feinsand that Hector Neris mm. is reportedly drawing interest from the Yankees. Hector Neris has been one of the steadiest relievers in baseball for years. Yeah. Uh, mm. Clearly would improve <laughs> the pen. You'd have to move some guys around, some major league contracts. There are guys some with options, obviously. In that case, that's like Ron Marinaccio. You are a rail rider. Like those types <laughs> of guys. There's a Matt Crook. You are a rail rider. Like there yeah. are no ifs, ands, or buts of Hector Neris is part of the picture, but definitely um, not. Yeah. Very like, interesting. Have, have it's fun the, in Scranton, guys. Maybe yeah. we'll see you in a bit. <laughs> see you at the first injury because you are nowhere <laughs> near. E- even if you play incredible in spring and strike out every batter you face, sorry, dude. Hector Neris has a way bigger track record than either of you. Um, apparently, the Rangers are also in on the mix. So interesting. Um, mm-hmm. We can maybe dive into that in just a, in just a second because we're, we're a little bit out of time. So we're going to step aside for a second here. Uh, again, a f- promised fan mail episode is today. So we're going to answer a whole bunch of questions from you guys when we come back. Mm-hmm. 
The NFL playoffs are a full go after week one, and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can even find bets in the brand-new Explore tab. Lots of interesting football happening over the weekend, and there's sure to be more interesting football happening next weekend. If you're looking for baseball, the Yankees' 2024 World Series odds are plus 850, and they're still favored to win the AL at plus 450. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And Locked On Yankees is sponsored by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll Always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Back now on Locked On Yankees. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us a little bit longer today. We're going to talk about Hector Neris and, of course, get to your questions in a second. But don't forget to check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming YouTube channel. You guys can find it on YouTube. Just search Locked On Sports Today. You get the top stories and the best shows every day, 24-7, anytime you like. It's always on. So go check it out. Um, Stacy, we wanted to keep talking a little bit about Hector Neris, the, the rumor that the Yankees are interested Uh it hasn't seemed to go past that. I haven't seen any offers or what the deals are looking like or anything like that. Hector Neris again is, is one of the more uh, reliable relievers coming out of the American league. And he has been for years. He's much older um, than maybe you would think he's in his mid to late thirties. I think he's like 36 at this point, uh, but he's been really, really good. He's been, he was, he's coming off an incredible season. But I was, I'm looking here, Stace, at the 40-man, which also does not even include Marcus Stroman yet, technically, as of recording this, which is 8.30 p.m. on Sunday. I don't see where it fits, Stace. I mean, it, it's – right now, it's already a bunch of battles. You know, you added Cody Poteet. You added Cody Morris. Um, you still have Nick Ramirez in on the mix. You have Ian Hamilton. Victor Gonzalez was added. Don't forget about Victor Gonzalez was added this offseason. Uh, don't forget Scott Efros is supposed to be healthy uh, at the start of the year. So like there's a lot of battles already. And if you just add Hector Neris into this mix, like I'm very confused on where he would fit unless there were trades coming, but those trades wouldn't be anything substantial. Like it would be like your Matt Crooks. Uh, I don't think they would move Loisega. I'd imagine Loisega is probably going to be a part of the, um, you know, more stressful innings in 2024. So Look, again, Hector Neris would make your bullpen better, but when you're already considering like, oh, the Yankees are still interested in Wandy Peralta, you know, that rumor is still out there. You're like, man, like obviously adding this guy would be would be beneficial, but also, knock on wood, everything's everybody seems healthy right now too, right? Yeah. 
That's true. And I, I, it almost feels like people forget about Scott Efros because he was gone all last season because of the surgery. So um, maybe people forgot about him. <laughs> Do when they were coming up with, about him? I know with the coming up with these rumors like they don't have enough in the bullpen oh yeah Scott Efros exists we forgot about him yeah yeah like the the, the one thing that for me that I kind of have been or at least I talked about at one point on this show was still worried like if Clay Holmes got hurt who's mm. next yeah that would be Hector Neris yeah immediately and it would be him like let's say like if it came down to him or Wandy then it would be Neris over Wandy because of the leverage. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like right now in my, it, it might be Loisaga or Victor Gonzalez would be your, your second closer. I don't know. We'll see how it all pans out and how things are working, but I just wanted to kind of get those last thoughts out here on Hector Neris that we weren't able to get in the last <laughs> segment. Cause it was just like, yes, it, it would be nice. Just like any, it's like, Oh, you add good player to get better. Yeah, of course. But at the same time, like you still have a roster to figure out. Yeah. And there are constraints. The Yankees have guys who are available to have options. You know, you're Matt Crooks, and I think Efros has an option. Um, but uh, yeah, there's still, it's just kind of wonky. Still kind of wonky. And again, you still have to factor in Stroman needs to be added to this 40 man. It feels like 40 is a lot of people, but it really isn't when you're putting a roster together, <laughs> especially a pitching staff. Yeah. And especially when you have prospects on there. Yep. As prospects like your injuries Gomez. Who's going to be in double A, you know, or anticipated maybe to be in double A, maybe triple A. But uh, yeah, it's just guys that you're just like, oh, yeah, he has to be on there to be protected. Otherwise, they're subject to the rule five draft. Right. It's just yeah. like because uh, I feel like that's a lot of people's mentality. Like, they're, well, how do you not how can't you why can't you figure out a 40 man roster? It's not that easy. Try and do it yourselves. <laughs> no. Especially when you consider what happened last year, because Austin Wells gets added to the 40 man so he can get called up because you have to be on the 40 man to be in the majors. Yep. And then. You can't take them off unless you want to expose them to waivers. So it's like once you add them, they're there now. You can't take them off unless you want to potentially lose them. So that's how that works. And anyway, you you also add, you know, like Cheater Downs. Remember, Cheater Downs is 40. And you're like, wait, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's another spot. So it just it adds up quick to your mm -hmm. point. Okay, Stace, let's get to these questions. It's been long enough. This was supposed to be on Friday. Uh, <laughs> our first one is coming from Betty. Uh, this is a little dated because this is before Marcus Stroman saying, since we haven't moved on signing a top pitcher, should we save the big money for next year, Soto and Burns or Wheeler or trade now for someone like Luzardo? Thank you, Betty, for your question. One of our uh, fan mail uh, fan mail coming from the uh, Locked on Yankees Insiders Club. Stacy, I, I mean, we kind of dove into this a little bit already here, but it, it still is iffy. I mean, we know the Luzardo front. There's not much movement there on the Yankees side or anybody's side, really, the Marlins are apparently just, you know, handing them out like candy on Halloween right now. Whoever Again. wants them, come take it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, the Burns stuff doesn't seem like it. Uh, Wheeler, obviously, is, is not going to happen either. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think the mentality of save the big money for next year, like the Yankees aren't thinking like that, dude. They're going to push past $300 million here. Yeah, yeah. As much as Hal didn't want to, they're going to. They have to. Yeah. Again, they have to now because of Soto. They yeah. have to. Mm -hmm. and, and and even notwithstanding with that Soto contract, like they had to invest just because he's on the club now. That's something they did to, themsel to themselves, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Look, like they had to, quote unquote, get Soto. They didn't have to get Soto. They could have figured out some other options, but that's the route they took. You made your bed. Lie in it. Now right. they definitely have to invest. Mm -hmm. which is good because it equals better baseball, but 
Hopefully. It can't be. I mean, I would say it can't be much worse, but the Padres did play the way they played with Soto last year. So, yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Betty. Uh, Betty is, excuse me, a member of the Locked On Yankees Insiders Club. Check out the episode's description for more info on that. Uh, Our next question is coming from our YouTube community, Guevara Garden, asking us, do you think this year we will be getting a City Connect jersey? Also, what the heck happened to Players Weekend? I went to Players Weekend, uh, a Players Weekend game in 2019. Yankees at Dodgers. Those black Yankee uniforms were fire. Stacy, um, City Connect ain't coming this year. Mm-mm. No. This is from June of 2023, uh, and weirdly enough, also from June. June Lee uh, of ESPN <laughs> or formerly of ESPN. I don't know where he is anymore. Actually, I know he got let go by ESPN at some point yeah. last year. Um, Best of luck to Junley. I love his reporting. Uh, but he had said uh, in other City Connect news, Hal Steinbrenner told uh, uh, Michael Kay that the Yankees have not had substantive, I can never say that word, conversations about a City Connect uniform. So they haven't even started apparently working on it. Shocking. And here's the thing. <laughs> City Connect jerseys take years to design. Mm-hmm. So you're not close. No. Um, we're yeah, we're not close to a, a a City Connect Yankee uniform. I don't know, Stacey, if this popped up on your TikTok, but it popped up on mine. Uh, there's this guy who's like designing um, City Connect jerseys for teams, and he designed a Yankees one. That was the only one I watched. I came across my feet. I was like, well, I guess I'll watch this. Fine. <laughs> uh, and he ended up using uh, like Statue of Liberty green. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because, as I've said a couple times on the show, New York City's colors, you know, the Mets are orange and blue for a reason. The Knicks are orange and blue for a reason. And, um, you know, if they were going to go that route, it would be really weird to see the Yankees in those colors. But I like the idea of the Statue of Liberty colors. Yeah. And like New York Liberty. Uh, like the subway <laughs> uh, numbers. Ooh. Numbers. It looked yeah. pretty sweet. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. Uh, just look it up on TikTok. I, I honestly don't know the name of the creator. I'm sorry. That I, I can't Speaking say of TikTok, Hal Steinbrenner followed me on TikTok. But then again, so did Rod Stewart about 55 times. So, you know, I know it's not the real Hal Steinbrenner. But... Okay. I was going to say, I was like, wait, does he have a... No, no. <laughs> it's... Like, what? I get... Every day I get famous people following me on... Famous people following like, me on TikTok. Famous. And I know it's not real yet. <laughs> Uh, as far as the Players Weekend stuff, Stacey, uh, where did the Players Weekend go? Remember the last year of Players Weekend was 2019. Um, COVID. That, <laughs> yes, COVID was part of it. But the also the other part of it, Stacey, is remember Major League Baseball switched jersey providers after that. Oh, yeah. It was Majestic, and then they switched to Nike mm. in 20. So when that happened, instead of doing Players Weekend anymore, they switched to City Connects. Okay. At least that's what it but seems I, like. That's like kind of the I loved I love the players uh the weekend. That was so much fun. Like just seeing them. You know, I know people didn't really like some of the uniforms, but I did. I liked the black uniforms. I thought they were cool cuz I like when the Yankees wear things that aren't normal. Well, the Yankees and the Red Sox had a 100th anniversary uh game in Fenway in 2012 and they wore 1912 uniforms. Nice. I love them so much. They were so good. And the Yankee players really enjoyed wearing them too. And it was really cool. And I wish the Yankees would do more stuff like that, but they're the Yankees and they won't. Have you ever like worn one of those old jerseys, by the way, from like the 1900s, like the early 1900s? Oh my God. They're a nightmare. They're made of of wool. Wool, They're awful. They (laughs) are awful. Especially if you're wearing like an actual one from like 1910 or whatever, you put it on. Might as well be wearing sandpaper. Um, 
my last thought on this, just since you brought it up, Stacy is like, oh, I wish the Yankees would do more. I am in the same boat as you. I wish all teams would do more. But I've learned something this year as a basketball fan, as a Laker fan, as you all know. It's a <laughs> real slippery slope, man. Mm. This, like, there are um, – let me throw my boomer hat on. Oh. There's too many jerseys of basketball. There's yeah, no, too it's many. crazy. It, they're like it's the Diamondbacks now. Every NBA team is like the Diamondbacks. Remember the Diamondbacks had like 15 different <laughs> – and all when the colors. Padres used to have like five different military ones. Yeah. The Mets were the too same many. way. The Mets yeah, had like four different much. uniforms too. Yeah. Too much. Too much. Yeah. But yes, the Yankees need another. Mm-hmm. They need get rid of grays. They need a, Hot they take. need an alternative. All grays. Or gone. Alternate. I want, I want all grays gone in baseball. I hate would you grays. prefer Navy for them? Oh yeah. Yeah. I would too. I'd prefer an all Navy. Get yeah. funky with it. Get rid of grays. I hate grays. I think grays are terrible. I hate them. Anyway, not just Yankees. I'm just saying, period. I hate gray unis. I think they're terrible. Anyway, all right. We're going to step aside. We have a couple more questions when we come back. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk for a second about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if my 77-year-old mother got sick while a supply chain issue kept her from the life-saving medication she needed. Thankfully, we'll all be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. Back here on Lockdown Yankees. A couple more questions before we get out of here today, guys. Uh, this next one's coming again from our YouTube community, Liam McGough, 9969, asking us, do you think, uh, do you guys think the Yankees will be healthier this year? Because I'm very concerned about the injuries and they won't fire anyone on the training staff. Do you think guys like Rizzo, Stanton, and LeMahieu will produce consistently because they're all past their primes? One more question. Do you guys think the Yankees hitting philosophy will change because it hasn't been working? Thank you, Liam, for being a family member here on the fan mail Friday. Uh, you've been answering, uh, asking a bunch of questions here recently and uh, giving us a bunch of them. Stacy, I've said it a hundred times. I'm a Lakers fan, a ducks fan, unfortunately born and raised angels fan. <laughs> so I, 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 my toes in multiple sports. I follow obviously the Yankees. I follow all of baseball. Every team's fan base asks about why haven't the staff been fired? <laughs> Yeah. <gasps> Every single one. Yeah. I saw it yesterday on r slash Lakers. <laughs> like it's 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 amazing. Look, injuries are just climbing, man. I and and we'll probably learn in 15, 20 years what the cause of all this stuff is. But yeah. right now the medical community is doing their best to our knowledge. Look, say what you will about how, the ha- how they handled a bunch of stuff last year, and we have made our peace with that a hundred times on this show. But um, you are not alone in your thinking. No one's getting fired. As far as are, are they going to be healthier? I mean, 
I think LeMahieu was healthy last year, right? He just wasn't hitting. Yeah, he just wasn't hitting. Uh, yeah. Well, that was the second question was, will they produce consistently because of their past their primes? Uh, Stan, I'd say no. LeMahieu, I'd hope I'd lean in the side of yes, uh, just considering how strong he finished last season. And yeah. uh, if Rizzo's good in, in, good in the, the brain fog camp, then yeah, I think he can because he looked really, really good last season to start. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's possible that guys like Rizzo and LeMahieu, you know, might not be hitting bombs left and right, but if they hit consistently, that's fine. They don't need to yeah. be hitting 30 home runs each. As long as they're getting on base and driving people in, then. Yeah, they don't have to be the guys. No, because you have Judge. You have, well, you kind of have Glaber for that, too, because he hits home runs now. Yeah. But Stanton's the one that I'm really worried about out of those three. Yeah. Performance-wise. I'm still worried about Rizzo's head, but performance-wise, I'm really more worried about Stanton than Rizzo or LeMahieu. And then the, the last question there uh, is about the Yankees hitting philosophy changing. Uh, I think it's shifting gears maybe mm. not necessarily changing because they still have been preaching the you know hard hit in the air pull side but the the philosophy is now think of it like putty it can mold and change because of james rousen it is not a hard steadfast rule anymore it is let's see what works for you and that's something that i have praised so many times on the show about other coaches and that's something i'm very excited about james rousen taking over for so yes that philosophy is going to constantly change like it is not just a rule it right. is now a suggestion <laughs> so it seems so that's what i like um stacy our last one here today coming from martin ober 249 jc uh, jason giambi was a great yankee hitter do you think the yankees should retire his number and give him a plaque not plague in <laughs> Monument Park. Should they give him the plague, Stace? I was reading that. I'm like, that says plague. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that until I read it too. Uh, Giambi in Monument Park, Stace. I'm going to let you go on on that one. No. And I loved Jason Giambi. Loved. I had his picture in my flip phone as my drink falls. I had his picture in my flip phone, um, my old Verizon flip phone. Um, it was a shirtless picture. I'm human. And I had to show my phone to one of the security guards to let me into Yankee Stadium. And she looks at it and she goes, that's under his uniform? I said, yeah. <laughs> She's like, wow, okay. And she gave me the phone back. But anyway, loved him, adored him, thought he was the greatest. I know, no, because are we going to give everyone a monument or a plaque and retire every number? Because at this point, no. And they've issued 25 so many times now. Like, no, I love him, but no. Retire but, my number. Yeah. But yeah, she was, she was funny. She was like, she was like, what? Like she was like really looking at the phone and just like, mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, you know, the old flip phone screen was yeah. minuscule an compared to yeah, an inch and a half. Yeah. 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 Mm. Different era. Yeah. Uh, that was a long time ago. That was um, probably 2005. I want to say that phone. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. probably one of your last flip phones. I'm assuming. Yeah, my last flip phone was a pink Motorola Razor. I had that in two. And that's that's the way to go out. That's the way to go out with a bang. Yep. Uh, and on that note, we're gonna go <laughs> with a bang as well. Don't forget, uh, we're Monday, Wednesday, Friday here on Locked On Yankees. Thanks for Mailbag Monday, of course. So let us know in the comment section how you're feeling about everything we talked about here today. The Snell sees hater Naris stuff. Uh, what your thoughts are if, if they're going to add? It's is kind of like a law firm. <laughs> That's a long law firm, man. That's not exactly Green and Blake. But, uh, <laughs> let us know in the comment section here on the YouTube side. Uh, we're always interested to see what you guys are thinking. 
Um, but just let us know how you're feeling. And uh, we'll be back uh, uh, for another episode in a couple of days. That's going to do it for today's Lockdown Yankees. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. We will see you on Wednesday. 